0: Welcome everyone to my podcast episode number one. I am joined alongside my cousin Mikawai Judson and uh, we will be discussing football results, football news, transfer news, football updates and um, yeah, let's get right into it. So a a lot has happened since um, Tuesday's result. Um, Chelsea lost 1-0 to Dunamo Zagreb. Following um, a uh, fire, following the firing of head coach Thomas Tuchel, and uh, now the breaking news of yesterday that Graham Potter, the coach of Brighton, has been appointed. McWai, what are your
1: thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean it's um it's obviously a uh, a big development. I mean, it's the timing. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm the only one to think this, but um, the timing of uh, sacking Thomas Tuchel just a week after the transfer window closes, after they spent—I mean, I've 300 million pounds quoted as how much Chelsea have spent. I don't know if that's what the, what the actual figure is, but um, it's, it is substantial, and it almost sort of smacks of some of the Chelsea of old, really, under Abramovich, um, because there there was just this constant churn of, of new managers the moment one's not performing out he goes and someone new comes in um, and it just yeah it doesn't it it seems a bit strange after making such a huge investment in the squad to then just get rid of mm-hmm. the manager straight away um regarding Graham Potty's obviously done some really good stuff at Brighton they've uh, they've done you know, they are a very they are a very very good side I don't know. Um, I don't know much about him and his style and how he'll fit in at Chelsea, but I imagine he'll probably get be given lots of money to spend. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame. I mean, it was always nice to see to see Brighton do quite well, even though it was sometimes at um, Arsenal's expense.
0: So, I think the decision to sack Thomas Tuchel is understandable from the standpoint that it's a new owner, Thomas Bowley, but... Um, it gives me the sense that he, he really wasn't wasn't happy with Tuchel, um, and I'm quite surprised because Thomas Tuchel won the Champions League with Chelsea last year. He won two more titles with them after that. I think the the um, FIFA World Cup, uh, FIFA World Club Title, something like that. And I, I, look, they they have been struggling. It's was well, six games in the season. It's pretty early on, and um, to make such a, a, a rash decision on. Um, Changing up the, the the personnel, I think personally, I think it will backfire. Um, you saw last season, yeah. um, Thomas Tuchel made um, did did so well uh, uh, with key individual players. For example, one um, massive. Um, Contributing to Chelsea's last year success and to Chelsea's success the the, the past two years was uh, Antonio Rudiger, who has now gone to yeah. um to Real Madrid. So to now, oh has he? Yeah, he's 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 at Real Madrid. But that
1: was um, but that was a contract issue. That wasn't Chelsea yeah. getting rid of him, was well, it? No, no. Was just, it, was it? No, no, it was just Chelsea were sanctioned and yeah. couldn't extend his contract. Right? Yeah,
0: and plus they didn't really want to offer him that much money, so he just ended, uh, yeah, he's getting old as well. Yeah, yeah. But he was arguably, he was one of the best defenders last year. Uh, or, t- or two years ago yeah, I mean, um, in the Premier League.
1: I always thought um, Rudiger was, was a really, really good defender um, for, for Chelsea and Germany. Mm-hmm. So obviously a huge yeah.
0: loss. Um,
1: um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, just, it's, it's just really strange planning because you have thought this is maybe one of those moments where Chelsea could actually do a little bit of continuity. You know, new mm-hmm. ownership... And by, you know, I'm not, I don't really follow Chelsea that Chris from understanding his body's relatively new to football, mm-hmm. he's not a football person, um, so I imagine, you know, having some continuity through the manager, maybe would have made sense, you know, if, if Bowie really didn't think he was the right guy, why not sack him earlier, mm. or why give him that much money to spend in the transfer window, only to sack him shortly afterwards, I mean, that's what strikes me is from a process perspective, really strange. It doesn't yeah. quite
0: um, doesn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think another point is that you you should have just given him time because you know he's six games into the season. Yes, yes, they haven't done lived up to their expectations, but um, I mean, look, they're only they're only six. They can they still they still have every chance to finish first in their group. One loss doesn't isn't um, that big of a deal. So um, I just really think it's a, a, a bad decision and it's come at a pretty pivotal time in their in their season um,
1: yeah I mean I've been um, almost sort of trust the process at Arsenal to a fault mm. um, and I've, I've taken a really big picture view of things and, and I've never been of the opinion that you know one bad game or even a run of bad yeah. games is, is a reason to get rid of get rid of the manager so yeah you know it's not maybe not the, the start to the season that they ideally would have wanted but at the same time you know the, the question in my own mind should be is he the right man to take us forward into the into the future uh, regardless of, sort of what happened last week or last month and if the answer to that question is yes then it doesn't matter if you lose the next game mm. um and the other thing that sticks out on this one is um i mean i guess graham posse was a replacement but i was just wondering sort of who were they who were they going to find as a uh, as a replacement, because the actual sort of list of other potential candidates was quite short. Um, but I guess buying Graham Potter, who was contracted in Brighton, worked yeah.
0: out quite well. I, b- I believe um, the second manager on the list was um, Maurizio Pochettino, who was at actually at he was at Tottenham, yeah. and then was went to Paris. Um, then was where's sa-
1: where's Pochettino now? He's he's, he's unemployed. He's no, he's,
0: he's, he's No, he's unemployed. So that was that was okay. option number two, I believe, on the list. Um, right. Okay. And you touched upon um, Chelsea having uh, a tough start to the season and also um, consecutive losses. And if you, if you just shift your um, attention towards Liverpool, for example, they've also yep. have had a terrible start to the season and they've still stuck with yes. Klopp. So um, you, can, you can see there that, that the board trusts him and, um, you know, in terms of his success, it's been incredible. And I just think Liverpool need to, you know, need to... They've obviously brought in a midfielder with Arthur. And that was, I think, the position, that was the main area where they were lacking control of the game. Um, now, obviously, without Mane, um, they just need to find themselves and I think they they can get back on track. And then I think, I'm I'm fairly convinced they can still challenge City for the title. Yeah, I
1: mean, I agree. I mean, I think... I mean, I think it's slightly different that um, Klopp has a certain um,
0: status within Liverpool that
1: I think Triple didn't really have in um, in, in Chelsea. I mean, he, he really sort of, I think, is absolutely adored at the club by the fans. He's the one who brought them back to relevance, really. Um, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, the Man City weren't as good as they are. This we would be talking about. This as one of the best Premier League teams of all time, right? Like they've consistently won ninety plus points, um, or there there or thereabouts in the last couple of years, and that's enough to win you the the league in just about any season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Klopp's unfortunately been a little bit overshadowed by Guardiola at Man City, but that's not to say, you know, that's not an indictment of Klopp because he, what he's done has been all time great. Um, and again, I mean. You know, I, I think that sort of insulates them a little bit from you know run of bad games, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think this sort of I don't I don't necessarily want to call it a decline because it's too early to say that, but the, a, a Liverpool decline is perhaps somewhat inevitable um, given the age profile of mm-hmm. of the squad and you know when you look at their their key players, they're all. 30 plus. All, yeah. yeah, thirty plus, or you know, they're there thereabouts. So it's it's only a matter of time before time catches up with, with that group. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is always going to be, how long can they keep that going? Especially given you know the high intensity style of play that they have um, against. Um, um, you know, and how, how long they can keep that going? And again, you know, they, they play an awful lot of football. Liverpool yeah. made it to the final of every competition, competition they were in last yeah, year. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're in the running in the Premier League as well. So, um, so you know, that is an awful lot of additional football that they've been playing, as, mm-hmm. playing as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the hiccups there for a second.
0: Yeah. And. Um, and obviously now with the um, with the World Cup uh, in the winter, they have to play even more football. And now obviously um, this week's weekend's games have been suspended, so um, they're yep. going to be have to play probably playing during during the week next week. I would assume, right?
1: No. So I've read that the fixtures will be rescheduled for January. Oh, okay. They can't. That's the earliest they can re. Re- reschedule them, but um, I don't know if that, that decision's been made. I mean, I guess it's a little bit of enforced rest, which is always good. But yeah, as you say, I mean, I think you're right to point out the World Cup. Um, we've never seen that kind of disruption to the season before. I think it'll be really interesting to see um, how how that's handled and, and, and managed. Um so, yeah, Liverpool will have quite a few players going to the World Cup yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happens when you have a really good team with lots of internationals in it. They, they go to World Cups and regional tournaments.
0: Yeah. So, um, we saw just uh, last night United actually surprisingly lost to um, Real Sociedad. A, uh, tank- yeah, and tank-
1: Altaxed as well. Yeah.
0: After going 4-0 in the Premier League, it's come as a bit of a shock, I would say, because if you compare um, Real Sociedad, who are, I would say, they're not top five, but they're maybe 7th or 8th in, in the La Liga, compare them, for example, to Arsenal, who Man United just beat on Sunday, I would say Arsenal, in terms of the quality of the players, rank a lot higher in that regard, and um, therefore it was, it was a bit of a surprise.
1: Yeah, no, certainly. I haven't. I haven't seen that game. I did see the instant that gave away the penalty, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, this is the way football works, right? You, um, you, you can lose to anyone, really. There are there are very few easy games. Um, but also, I mean, I think again, I've only really seen Manchester United in that um, in that game against uh, in that game against Arsenal, and they played a very very counter-attacking style of football. If that's the way they're they're playing regularly, then I think it's only natural that they will struggle to beat a lot of weaker sides that Mm -hmm. don't dominate the ball, push them back, and expose themselves on the counter. Um, Again, I don't know how how Real Sociedad played last night, but um, very much like Spurs, I I can imagine if that's the style that they're adopting, um, then they'll struggle to beat a lot of Mm -hmm. supposedly weaker sides.
0: So continuing on the English football, we have, um, uh, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos out there and a lot of predictions about the Premier League table. Now, I would like to do this. I would like to get your take on the top four teams this year who will be finishing in the top four. And also the teams that will be going down, in your opinion.
1: All right. Um, so I, I, think, I think Man City has got this locked up. Um, I think they will. I think they will win the league. Um, and I'm fairly confident saying that because they've basically won every year for a while now Um, but just when I'm looking at what's happening with Liverpool with some of the injury problems and I think the loss of Sadio Mane has really hurt them as well I think it's really, really hurt them as well Um, and I I, I can't really see them keeping pace with Manchester City given the depth and quality that they have Um, let alone, you know with the way Erling Haaland is currently playing. Um, so yeah, I think they'll do I think they'll do just fine. That said, I still think Liverpool could finish second. Um, Arsenal are a tricky one. Um, I could see us finishing anywhere third to fifth. But I do feel really positive. So I'm gonna put Arsenal third. Um uh, I hate to admit it but I think I want to put Spurs fourth um, because for better or worse they've got something going there with Kane and Son and Conte mm-hmm. um, as annoying as it is to say that, I also just can't better thought of putting Spurs above Arsenal um, yeah I think it's a bit of a toss up with Chelsea for that fifth spot yeah. it, it really sort of just depends on how well Grandpa settles in, mm-hmm. and how quickly he can he can get them playing. Because um, I think Chelsea should do better than Tottenham. I also think Tottenham will struggle to, to beat a lot of the weaker teams. Um. Yeah, there you go. How do you think?
0: So I think I think it's pretty um, obvious that you know Manchester City will eventually go on to win the title. It will be close at one point, but Manchester City obviously because they their their depth and um, their bench. I mean, you know, Jack Grealish off the bench, Calvin Phillips off the bench. Um, so guys like that. And if you compare that to Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool just don't have that. Um, so I think uh, yeah, yeah. Eventually, Manchester City will win the title. I um, I agree with you. Um, Liverpool will, will finish second. Um, now it's very very interesting because you have third and fourth, and you have four teams that could finish anywhere. You have Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham or Manchester United. Now, Manchester yep. United initially, after two games, were a write-off. Everyone thought, okay, then, then they're, 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 they might only finish eighth, for example. But now after their stretch of, of four consecutive wins, um, I really don't know where to put Manchester United. I think Arsenal... I mean, who,
1: who did Manchester United beat in that, in that streak?
0: So they beat Arsenal, they beat Liverpool, they beat Leicester and they beat um, Southampton. Southampton, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Those four.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I will say this about Manchester United, I, or I will say this about the Arsenal Manchester United. I think that was that was a game that if they play it ten times, Arsenal probably win it six. seven of
0: those times. Six. Yeah, six or seven. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then draw another one or two, mm-hmm. uh, because Arsenal were on top. Yeah, they were uh, for the vast majority of that game i mean even even the manchester united players were saying you know this was really difficult um and i think you know arsenal if they play like that they will win games more often than not um i think they will do much better than playing that sort of let's sit back and counter-attack because again i think you know this is why spurs do really well against Manchester City. You know, because Manchester City, the ball 70% of the time, I suppose, get two good counter-attacks with Kane and Son um, and it's score a couple cool. of goals that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I don't think that necessarily works out well over a long-term season, which is, which is why I think Manchester United will struggle okay. playing that kind of football over the season. I also... I also think that the Cristiano Ronaldo situation is going to cause some problems for them internally, um, because I think he's actually, I think re- re- reacted remarkably well to going to the bench under under Ten Hag, but I can't imagine that will stay you know, the case. I imagine he'll really struggle with that, and I think that'll create some some big dressing room problems for them.
0: So, you you don't really think that moving Cristiano, uh, Ronaldo to the bench is a temporary shift? you think that's long-term?
1: I don't know. Um, I really don't know. But, um, I mean, am I right in saying Ten Hag wants his place to press? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ronaldo doesn't press, does he, right? No, really, no. And that was the problem Ranjik had. Just Ronaldo just, just won't do it. Um, so, does it make sense? Um, to start him. I mean, he might start,
0: sort of, you know, the Europa League games, yeah. and things like that. But will he will he
1: keep him in the big games? I'm not. I'm not so sure, to be honest. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know. I'm not a Man United person, so I'm, I mean, maybe a Man United person tell you. But... That's, that's also why they probably brought in Anthony. So. Uh... Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be starting Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, I, I guess sort of, you know, Ronaldo will be starting on the left, but you bringing in a hundred million
0: pound winger or a hundred million euro winger. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at the lineups from yesterday, um, Ronaldo and Anthony started, Ronaldo was the number nine and Anthony was on the right wing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, let's see. And another thing about Manchester United, I really like moving Harry Maguire to the bench. I think... (laughs) I, um, I, I was never really. I, I think out of our entire family, I don't think anyone, apart from Jim, um, really liked um, seeing Maguire, Maguire start for Manchester United, let alone start I for England. Loved
1: seeing Maguire start for Manchester United.
0: Okay, ba- ba- okay, back some years ago, but not in the last year or so. I loved it. You did. I thought it
1: was absolutely brilliant. But it was, yeah. it was, was a, it, it was funny. He, he was a complete liability. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is brilliant. I thought it was, uh, it was great. And I'm really disappointed that they moved him to the bench. To be perfectly honest, with you. well, I mean, you, you can you can tell that it uh, fits very well because you know they they the first two games of the season he was captain. He started both games. They lost. Then uh, yeah. after that he was dropped to the bench, and they won four straight. So um,
1: yeah, I mean, he. I, I think he, he should have given away a penalty in that little cameo against Arsenal.
0: Yeah, where he, where um, he received that yellow card? You mean, yeah? Was
1: that was the yellow for the foul on Inquietia?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then and then it was it was just outside the box, right? You no, to the, it was inside oh. the box. That's, no, it can't oh.
1: have been for the yellow. That can't have been as yellow because. How can you get a
0: yellow card? Oh, you mean... Back, oh, a you mean... I think I think it, it was the cross coming in and it was a sort of a... Yeah, I and mean, he
1: basically... And he just pushed
0: him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I
1: mean, we pulled back... We, we, we just saw Arsenal's gone for that foul, by, that foul by Odegaard. Which, what, which really not.
0: wasn't really a foul. I mean, come on.
1: I mean, I think... You I think... mean, it's one of those things where, like... You could, like, yes, you could give it as a foul. I get that. Like, it's one of those ones that probably goes either way. But it's the kind of decision that they consistently still just don't call in order to let things flow, which is fine. But all of a sudden, when they score a goal, you you rule it out. And again, essentially, I don't necessarily mind that being called as a foul as long as there's a consistent benchmark as a result. So mm-hmm. if that's the, if that's what's considered a foul, fine by me. But then you have to apply that same standard throughout the, the at oh, least yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't call that a foul, but then call Maguire on Enquetia yeah. not a foul. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. To me. Perfect. Now if you want to mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, Maguire's on Enquettia, that's not a foul, then that's also fine by me. Yeah. But then you need to be that consistent throughout mm-hmm. the game. So you mm-hmm. can't call what Odegaard did yeah. a foul. If that's your standard, yeah. essentially pick a pick, a level. Whatever it is, I can get behind just about anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then just be
0: consistent. Now, um talking about Maguire, do you think do you think he because I think moving forward, I think Maguire will not start um, the important games for Manchester United. He, he might start the game like yesterday in the Europa League. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you think his 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 place um in in the England squad is is, is it is still a guarantee or no?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, Southgate likes him, doesn't he? He but, does.
0: He is one of his favourites, yeah. Yeah, but
1: I mean, I can kind of see why. Um, but, I mean, it's hard to justify starting him for England um, when he's not playing regularly for Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's his competition? Um, John Stones?
0: Joe Gomez? England do not have
1: p- Who else are the, good... sort of the centre-backs competing so, for
0: that um, spot? So, uh could you put in there uh tyrone Mings? no ben white ben ben white ben white you should ben white yeah ben white 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 and and fikayo tamori yeah and tamori i mean yeah does Maguire definitively get in ahead of any of those
1: guys i'm not sure
0: i don't think so no i i think i think you should take him to the to the world cup but you just don't start him he should he should be on the bench yeah
1: I yeah, I mean, he might be a good guy to bring on, um, you know, the way Arsenal do with Rob Holding. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you've got a league to protect, yeah. um, never hope to bring
0: on an extra centre-back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, in- England's not really known for their um, dif- dif- defensive players, are they? Especially centre-backs. Well,
1: centre-backs, no, but when you look at some of the wing-backs yeah. and the full-backs, you know, they've got um, historically good players mm-hmm. at right back. Several of them. Kyle yeah. Walker, Trent, Kieran Trippier. Um, there's one guy that I'm forgetting. I can't remember, I'm sure I'm forgetting.
0: Rhys James. Um, Rhys James. Oh, man.
1: Rhys <laughs> James. Yeah. Yep. Rhys James. Uh, ben White can play at right back a little yeah, bit. You can. Um, mm-hmm. But, he, I mean, there's no way he's coming into conversations at right back. He'll be in as mm-hmm. a centre back where he should be. Yeah. You know, there's, good, there's a lot of really good options there for mm-hmm. England. Yeah, um, you know, I don't Did Trent play much during the Euros? I don't remember. I think I remember Carl I think, Walker playing a think,
0: lot more. Uh, wasn't Trent injured during the Euros?
1: Oh, you're right, he was, he was, he was injured right before
0: them. Tren- I don't think Trent has, has started for England in a major tournament yet. That's the thing. There
1: you go. Um, would you look at that
0: And you mentioned Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier has a, had a f- fantastic start to season with Newcastle, he scored two goals. Assisted two more, and um, he was always sort of, you know, yeah, maybe you should pick him, you know, because he's, he, he's a captain of his team, and he has leadership skills, stuff like that. But I think now yeah. it is fair to say that if, 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 you, if you had to pick him or Guaya, I think um, 95, 95% of people would say pick Kieran Choupier right now.
1: Yeah, but, but that's for two different positions, right? Like, Maguire would be picked as centre-back and Trippier uh, right-back.
0: Yes, theoretically, but if... Um, because what Southgate would do is he would substitute a defender for defender. So, considering um, England will play as a back-five, Kieran Tripps will play in the centre-back position at the right, right, the right centre-back.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, yeah. So, I mean, I just think, I think Trippier offers you more, um, yeah. particularly going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think England has, you know, actually have the potential to be a phenomenally good attacking side when you look at the depth of um of attacking talent that they've got. Sorry. Hello. Yeah, hello. You were going to say? Yeah.
0: No, no, I, I oh. finished that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. We'd we'd got so going back to my initial question. Now we've we've concluded our top four. Now who do you think's gonna go down?
1: Uh, so I haven't paid that much attention okay. to the side of the table. You're gonna have to help me out a little bit here. Um, I can see Bournemouth going down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who
1: um, so are maybe the other uh, forests? Don't seem to have started particularly well. Um. But again, I mean, you should think they should do all right having spent that much money. I agree, yeah. Um, Leicester, I saw on XG, should be a lot higher up the table than they are. Um, so I also like Leicester, so I hope that they will come good and do, do yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else, really. Yeah. What do you think?
0: So I agree with um, Bournemouth. Now... The the it's interesting because initially going into this season without having looked at the results I would have said Everton, considering how they narrowly escaped it last year with some um, with some last minute goals from Richard Leeson and stuff like that. So I would say Everton. Just because um, they have a pretty poor squad. They lost Richard Leeson. They didn't bring and, and, and they they've had more injuries at the back, and they didn't really bring in anyone in their in that front yeah. front position. So, um, and to be fair, um, if you Leicester, they've 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 lost Schmeichel, they've um, lost Fofana, they have um, yeah. a. I would say he's past his prime, Jamie Vardy, and the and. They have James Madison. So, in terms of attacking threat, they're also really lacking um, in that position.
1: No, absolutely. So,
0: absolutely. that could be a surprise team. It could be Leicester um, 18, um, Everton 19, Bournemouth 20. Those, I think, yeah, no, I think those three. Yeah,
1: I think, I think you've got um, good points for both of those, um, which I could, I could see happening. I'd be really surprised to see Leicester go down. Um, yeah. But,
0: um, but, yeah, I, I, I see your point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, one, one more thing I wanted to touch upon is um, yeah. another team in the Champions League. And cool. it is Paris. Now, Paris, without a doubt, have the best um, attacking trio in the whole of football right now. With uh, yes. Kylian Mbappé, Lionel Messi and Neymar. They have arguably the best goalkeeper with Donnarumma. They have um, a very, very strong um, defense with Marquinhos, Kimpembe, and Sergio Ramos. They have wing backs, um, uh, uh, what's the, Ashraf Hakimi from, from Dortmund. Yeah. And I think on the left they have Mendes, Nuno Mendes, I believe. Now, They've, all, apart from two years ago, they've always won the league, but internationally, they've struggled a ton. Do you think this is the year for them to, to prove themselves and, and finally lift, put their, put their hands on international silverware? I don't
1: know. I mean, to be honest, things like the Champions League, the World Cup, these kinds of knockout tournaments, um, always a little bit uh sort of down to luck in a in a large extent um because you only i mean the champions leagues slightly different with the two with the legs but in the world cup you only need seven good games to win the world cup um in the champions league you need you you need obviously a bit more but you know one one good game can can get you through a, a really difficult tie um so it's always really difficult to predict um i think. You know, it, it will just—I think this will again be a typical PSG season where they um, where they dominate domestically mm-hmm. and um, struggle a bit more in at a, at a European level. I mean, as much as you know, Liverpool, Man City, um, you know, have a disadvantage of being in the Premier League and facing much more difficult teams week in, week out. I do think there is benefit to it because you are consistently having to perform at your highest level. Um, Which means that all of a sudden, when you go into the Champions league, you're used to playing at a really high competitive level at the the top of your game because there's no real... There's no margin for error domestically. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to. um, And and I wonder if PSG, who have a bit more of a a margin for error domestically. Maybe have it have it a bit harder when they have to turn up against Liverpool or a Man City or... Sorry. Or a Dortmund mm. um, in Europe. I don't know. I mean, what's, what's your sense on that?
0: Well, um, they, they were always sort of against... Um, opponents in their group stage and against the opponents uh, domestically, they've always won quite comfortably. But when they faced, as you said, Manchester City or... I can distinctly remember Manchester United in the 2018 season, where... Or even... Ba- I mean, Barcelona is probably one of the best examples for this. They they won 4-0 at home and then lost 6-1 yep. away. Yep. So they, they either... Um, they either just... Um, start off really well in the first leg and then they just, they find any way possible to just blow that lead and, and choke.
1: Yeah. And, and and honestly, I mean, as silly as, as it sounds, getting over these kinds of things is sometimes really difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's sometimes really difficult to get over this kind of psychological block once yeah. you're labelled or perceived as... Um, just being weak in those in those areas yeah. mentally um, and sort of vulnerable to that, it can be really difficult to get yourself out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, con- considering all the players that are there, or ninety percent of the players that are there by now, were all around during those um, crushing defeats. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's difficult. It's really difficult at times to to move past. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um,
0: um. Anything from your side you, you you would like to add or remark about anything we've talked about? No,
1: not 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 really. Other mm-hmm. than um, you know, it's been a, an intriguing start to the to the season so far. A couple of good, mm-hmm. a couple of good results, a couple of upsets. Um, and yeah, really excited to see what yeah. what the rest of the, the year has in store. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um. Just. For the next podcast, I believe we should do one after the. Or we should do one either next week after um the next Premier League game week. Do you agree? Uh
1: yeah.
0: When is that? So I, th- I think it's next weekend. I believe. I don't think they're going to be
1: okay. Um. Next.
0: Shifting any games around? M- yeah.
1: Next weekend might be a little bit tricky for me, but okay. we'll let's um we'll figure
0: something no, out. Yeah, we will do okay so thank you everyone for listening um please leave a rating and review and we will see you guys in the next podcast episode